Yes! Hey guys, Danny Pettione here, and welcome to Renovation Advice by Experts Only. I'm here to do just that, give you guys renovation advice, and it's only going to be by experts. There'll be no building bum steers, and there'll be no keyboard warrior advice here. If you hear me ever say, check out the video, or look at this image, just remember, some of these might have been recorded off a video that I've done. If you want to check that video out, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, and a link to that will be in the comments below, or you can check out my Facebook group. Now, on to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the first ever Danny Does Q&A in the group, and I'm really excited today because we've got an awesome guest joining us for the very first one, Josh Marks from Marks Flooring. Um, you've probably seen him popping around the group a fair bit. Funnily enough, Josh and I have been mates since, um, what was it, Josh? Grade, grade one, I think we first met. Yeah, first day of school, primary school. Yep, and we're... <laughs> and, um, I mean, we're both in the industry now, and uh, the reason I wanted to invite Josh was not because I wanted to have a good amount of banter with him. We'll do that off the camera, but um, I invited him because he's an absolute gun and expert on flooring. Um, I mean, it's what he's done, basically, for his career. He's built a, a company um, and taken it to where it is today. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to run through some questions that I've got for Josh that I hopefully will help you guys. Um, and I want Josh to sort of talk a little bit about what he does and, you know, flooring in general. So let's get started, Josh. Do, do you just want to say hello and maybe just a little bit about you, you know, where you're from, what your hobbies are, just sort of some personal stuff? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, hello, everyone. And thanks for this opportunity to further help people out. A lot of what we do here is about helping people. Um, when it comes to myself, grew up on the Gold Coast with Danny. Uh, we kept in contact for quite some time and then sort of went and did our own things and then funnily enough we seemed to gravitate back towards each other uh, purely because we're doing the same thing as, what, uh, as each other which is mm. trying to help people in that space for renovations. I, I, I like Danny, sort of fell into this, this industry but then realised I have a very, very strong passion for uh, helping people, uh, whatever it might be and in my particular case it's timber flooring. Uh, so yeah, aside from it, of course, I've got a, a life here on the Gold Coast as well, loving the beach, love anything to do with the Gold Coast uh, and just the, the, the casual vibe that's also still, it's always got a very good buzz about it, the Gold Coast, and we also naturally gravitate to Brisbane as well. Uh, but yeah, now my life is pretty much all uh, flooring, anything to do with flooring, uh, and we deal with all different aspects of um, the industry. Um, where, which way do you want to sort of head from here um, overall, Danny? Yeah, look, I, I think we'll, we'll just sort of do a bit of backwards and forwarding. I think as I sort of start to ask you some questions, I think that's going to bring up some other ones that, you know, will be of value, I guess. At the end of the day, it's sort of about like, you know, answering some questions that maybe you get asked sort of on a day-to-day basis from your clientele and those sort of things that we can sort of put out there. And it's like, hey, maybe people can be more educated before they actually come to see you and, and have those answers. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I just want to sort of, I guess, say that, you know, I, I can vouch for, for Josh's work and um, this is not a sales pitch for his company, but like I said, we've grown up together. We've both got, um, you know, a very big focus on, I guess, delivering and, and adding value and bettering ourselves in this industry. Um, so even any of you sort of tradesmen, 
that are that are in the group and you know want to go and and um, and have a have a chat to Josh or a chat to me about ways that you know we sort of manage our time and those sort of things because building you know companies plus the other extracurricular stuff we're doing, we sort of need to be um, pretty on the ball with that sort of thing. So just thought I'd chuck that in. And I know Josh is more than open to sort of chatting and mentoring and helping people out. So um, look, we've spoken about it, Mark's flooring. Um, just want to give us a little bit of history on Mark's flooring. You know, what like products that you know about, or like what, what products, um, that, that you have a like super good knowledge about um, the things that you typically, you know, find um, with timber flooring questions and those sort of things. Yep. All right. So, well, first of all, obviously it's Mark East Flooring, as it suggests. The business actually was started by my father in 1986. Uh, so I, this is a second generation business, as I would say, still a very family orientated business as well. And the history of it is really what still shows today and what I mean by that is my father was deemed as one of the experts in the field because he started doing this back at age 14. So we've been in this industry from quite some time ago which means that as products have come on board we've learned the pros and cons, which ones are actually good, which ones are a fad uh, and in the end we, our range has expanded from just being your traditional solid timber and parquetry to additional things like your laminates, your vinyls, your engineered flooring, as Danny touched on um, earlier, so pre-finished type flooring. Essentially, any type of flooring that doesn't come under the banner of either tiles or carpet, that's what we specialise in. And as we've gone over, in, as we've gone on in time, we've tended to realise that between the glossiness of a nice new floor and the details that you really need to understand we found that the gap is just becoming wider and wider as people are so uh, people i guess are schmoozed over by the beauty of timber without realizing that there's actually a lot of technicality that goes towards it and anyone who's been who in this in this group would know if you've got any history using any type timber type of uh, product it's probably the one of the more common products that people tend to have issues with Mm -hmm. But the beauty of that and where we come into this industry is it's not necessarily that it was product-based that they've got an issue, but it may not be an issue with the product as such. It might have actually been a lack of understanding of where that product was better suited. So a lot of what we do here is really gu is guided by what the industry needs and we're trying to fill that gap and give people as much information as possible and as much technical information. We Something that we do here is quite a bit different is well, first of all, we like to help anyone in the industry, whether you're a competitor of ours uh, or just a mum and dad that have no idea what, what you're after. We tend to come from that angle of information. And when you come to us with a question, we kind of come back to you with more questions because we want to get a real understanding of what your, what your needs and what, what your wants are and, and try and tick all those things off rather than just throwing all these glossy products at you and here you go, buy this, buy this. We understand the, the issues that come with it and the technicality involved. So we spend a bit of time with customers to really understand, which is why if someone calls us and they're even a, a competitor, we're more than happy to answer their questions because if we're saving someone a major issue, well, we're saving, you know, we're saving the industry as well as that person's money at the I end like of the day. I mean, 
I think too much in this industry, we just we try and um, compete too much with our competitors. But, you know, we may offer different things like your competitor might offer the lower end of the market and you might offer some better quality stuff. But there's always a place for that competition. Um, and yeah. if you sort of work together with each other and not just try and play every field, which I know you guys don't, because that was sort of going to be the next thing I brought up. Like, you know, I've... Uh, I guess what like what are the what are the main things you spoke about earlier? You know, people sort of think about just timber flooring, and you were saying that there's sort of a lot of issues that come up. Like, let's just let's just pretend it's a mum and dad Reno. What what would be potentially some of the issues that you would see come up with timber flooring, and and how okay. can how can you actually overcome those either before or once they've happened, sort of. Yeah, right, okay. Well, it's, a, it's like obviously a can of worm type questions. There's a lot of things that can, could go wrong, just like in any industry. Uh, a lot of it really starts with, at the very, very beginning, uh, people hear from their friend, their neighbour, oh, I've got this flooring and it, it's great. They'll go down to usually a carpet store to begin with, which is not necessarily incorrect, but like anything, if you want to, if you want to get the right information, you should go to someone who specialises yep. in that in particular information, which is just, you know... I don't want to use too many names, but just like Bunnings, if you want really, really good information, you don't generally go to Bunnings and talk to a general trade guy that's there. Just like you wouldn't go to a carpet store to get general flooring information. Carpet is what they focus on and that's what they should technically stick to. So they sometimes, sometimes their first steps can really cause the initial confusion because they'll go to a carpet store, they'll say, what do I want? And the carpet store or... You know, or just anywhere in general, maybe not even a carpet store, they'll just go, well, this is the best product here, have a look at this, without mm -hmm. even sort of considering all of the options as to what the customer wants. So really the first thing you really, when, when it comes to a timber floor, or, or let's just call it a hard flooring option, so a lot of things fall under that banner, the first thing really is to establish what is the main things you're trying to get out of the floor. Obviously everyone's floor has got a, has got a purpose, which is to go down on the floor and make it look nice, but for some people it would be, do they want it to be more durable? Do they want it to be, can uh, it, it be a DIY product? Is it something they want to be able to resand? Do they want it to be real or fake? Uh, is it okay if water gets on it? Does it want it, do they want it to be made in Australia? That's sort of, that, that's, the, that's the initial part when it comes to just getting an idea of what you want. Once you've then established what you what you do roughly want, what are the key factors in what you want, you then have the maze of trying to work out what products are good quality and what products aren't. And to go back to your original question, that's probably where a lot of the issues are caused because we have our good friends over in China very, very close to us. Naturally, we have a lot of products here that are from China that aren't specifically made for Australian standards. And that's something that's that's where we have quite a niche in the market, especially ourselves, because Australia, like unlike anywhere else in the world, and especially on the east coast of Australia, we have very different climate conditions to anywhere. And the only flooring products that work in Australia are products that are specifically made for Australian climate. Mm -hmm. So they can cope with the humidity, the expansion and contraction of the floor. And to go back to the issues that you're referring to, if you don't buy something that's been specifically made for Australian standards, you're going to get the problems that a lot of people would get, which is the floor will overexpand and then pop up off the floor. We've all heard of stories of friends, floors that have been what they call cupping, so they're really wavy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and unfortunately, people just blame it on the product or the installer, but 
Um, sorry, unfortunately, people are just blame it on how it's installed, but sometimes, or a lot of the time, it can actually be the poor quality product yep. that they bought, and no matter how well they did it, it probably would never have even worked. Yeah, that's um, interesting. It's, um, sorry, just to cut you off, but it's. I was just... You know, I think sometimes we forget that we're a pretty small country, Australia, and we've got pretty harsh climates. Um, you know, I was just reading a, an article about a new European car, and they're actually not releasing it into the Australian market because they have to do too many things with it to be able to handle our temperatures. Um, so I guess it's it's the same for building products, but we probably don't really think about that. I mean, they do go through Australian standard, you know, compliance and those sort of things, I'm guessing, but, you know... No, that's, that, that's and that's what you've just touched on. That's where there's an issue. And, and, and in some building products, I know there are requirements for it. But unfortunately for Australia and in the flooring industry, there's no actual requirements. So even your, you yourself, you could literally shoot off an email to China and a month later, you'll have a whole lot of product here. Yep. It won't be what you ordered and it won't, it won't work. Mm. But there's no requirements for that to be allowed to come into Australia. So that's where people get false like that's where they sort of get a false understanding because they sort of think oh it's in someone's shop it's on their website it looks nice yeah. it must be okay there's definitely not that. Mm. there's not there's nothing that can actually stop them which is why when someone says oh i want a vinyl product my mate down the road's got a vinyl product that's all good and well it doesn't mean that you can then just go to any store and buy any vinyl product and have the same success that he had yeah and, and and what we have in the industry is we have a lot of same product, different brands, it's just a different brand. But it's not really the case. Mm -hmm. um, they're not the same product. Whilst they might be the same product in the sense that it's vinyl or it's a laminate, just because it's the same product doesn't mean it's got any of the quality credentials that the really, really good quality products do. Yeah. Um, so and that's, and that's where we have some of the issues when it comes to this sort of stuff in Australia is there isn't technically any body as such that control what passes and what doesn't. We're trying to work on that at the moment, but it becomes very hard because we're going to put a few people, quite a few people out of business in doing so. But it would save a lot of people having problems with their floor when we do get that done eventually. Yeah, I know, I know I've, you, we've spoken and I've heard of some, I guess, horror stories and things like that with, you know, product that, that hasn't been, um, you know, properly tested. I... It just the thought actually just popped into my head. I mean, we're going through this thing in Australia now with combustible cladding where all this cladding that's stuck to a side of a building, everyone's worried now that their whole building's going to catch on fire if a fire starts. Has anyone actually thought about this for their vinyl planking? You know, no. to me, it seems like a product that probably would catch fire and keep on fire. Um, but I guess the other one, and I think this is a, a funny, or it's not funny, but it's a thing for, for the, the group members um, that story, I think we were talking about it where someone brought in all that timber and it had those like um, bugs in it or whatever and yep. they just ate through the whole floor. Yep. yep. And it was $2,000 worth of timber or something. That actually wasn't even from China, was it? That was from somewhere else, but didn't the trees... No, it came in via, via China. It did still come in via China. Yep. Um, that house actually, that was just a house in Sovereign Island. They had to put a massive giant tent over the whole thing. Yep. With the big skull and crossbone signs on the front fence. Yeah. Because they had to feel that whole thing because the bug that was inside, it's never been to Australia before. So, of course, it was, you know, code red, essentially. And, yeah. There you go. So, we've just lost you there. All right. I'll just pause this and we'll get back onto this call. I still got you there, Danny? 
Oh yep. yeah, here we go. Yep. Sorry, it froze a little bit. Back. Awesome. Yep, we're back. Um, um, yeah, so that left the floor flooring custom with a gigantic bill, and that's purely because he just didn't do the research to find out that it is the right product. And yep. another thing on that too is that the way that the law works in Australia is if you bring a product into Australia, you're deemed the manufacturer. No matter who's actually making it, if you're the one that imports it into Australia, you're deemed to be the manufacturer, which means yeah. that you're the one that covers the warranty. Yeah. So when we have customers that come to us and say, oh, I found this product, it's on the internet, it's for some guys in Melbourne, all you need to do is start Googling and realise that product is actually doesn't exist other than the fact of the name that they've just given, some stuff that they've, been, they've brought into Australia. So what it means is if anything was to go wrong and probably would go wrong, he had this customer or this supplier has no callback to their supplier in China or Thailand or wherever it is. You yep. have to hope that that has got a monstrous bank account to cover your warranty claim for his floor. Warranty. You probably, yeah, you can probably guess what's going to happen. He's going to find a loophole in his warranty to make sure that he doesn't have to cover your warranty. And yep. that's that's sort of that's another sort of tip as to far as finding out if your product is suitable or not. Is it actually is, is it actually a product that's worldwide available? For mm -hmm. example, we have a brand here called Quickstep Flooring. Now, Quickstep Flooring is brought into Australia by a company called Quickstep. So the warranty is with Quickstep in Belgium and they do cover the warranties for Australia and they do specialise in manufacturing their products specifically for Australian standards. So to touch on what you said before, it means it'll be passed for your thermal ratings, mm -hmm. which means... If the house does catch on fire, your flooring won't be um, out of policy because obviously if you have a floor that's in your house that's not under code or within code for fire, your entire insurance policy will be void purely yeah. because you decided to save a little bit of money and buy a product that isn't actually rated for Australia. Mm -hmm. You could have someone slip on your floor in any circumstance and they could possibly then sue you back because it's not suitable for slip standards. So these yep. are like other little things that people don't even think about. Um, and when it comes to trying to save 5 or $10 or in a percentage, maybe 10 20%, it could cost you a lot, and it does cost you a lot more in the long run if you don't find these particular things out about it. Yeah, and I think we're not talking like, you know, we're not talking cheap stations with the cost either. I know, um, like, if, if we just stick on, say, vinyl flooring, for example, you know, um, in the past, we've used product and we've had to go back 12 months later because um, all of a sudden, you know, it's expanded and it's contracted and then there's little gaps between. And like you say, that was actually no fault of our own. It was installed correctly, but the product just wasn't great for the climate. But yeah. I think another thing to, to remember, and a lot of times what... Um, I'll walk into a house and if the flooring's creaking or I can see cracks in it, straight away I just look at it and I go, nah, this thing needs to come up, you know. Um, it, has, it might not have also been installed properly. And I guess, so a lot of these, um, what would be great for, for our listeners to, to, to take on board, you know, I'm guessing even if you go to Bunnings and you buy their, say, vinyl or their laminate, that product is going to have a product installation manual. And if you mm. don't install it 100% in accordance with that manual and you have an issue with that product, they will come back and just go, it's not installed in accordance with the product installation guidelines, therefore warranty void. You know, I, I've come across it before with painting, you know, like the, 
um, you, you might have to do X, Y, and Z before you actually start painting it. And yes. we've called in a, a warranty claim and then they've come forward and gone, oh, but hey, you didn't do the process exactly how we explain it. Um, yes. Meanwhile, the painter's just done what he's done for 30 years. But what they mm-hmm. do is they get you in these um, little loopholes. But look, if it was me, I'd be reading it and I'd be following down, down, them down to a T. But I think sometimes people just get a little bit complacent with actually reading those things because they are yeah. big, long documents, but it saves you in the long run. Um, yes. so that was just a, a comment about sort of the installation side of things. And for, for our listeners, because I know a lot of people do want to DIY and do it themselves. Look, I think if you're very handy on the tools and you can do that sort of thing, I think it's great. But you've just got to weigh it up and go, you know, um, is it if, if this is my long-term forever house and, you know, you, you want it to last for 10, 20, 30 years you're probably better off, I would say, getting a professional to do it. If you're just flipping this thing over and then other, I would still get a professional to do it. But if you want to do it yourself, just follow those product guidelines. Definitely. Definitely. Well, just, just on that, Danny, it, it, that's the other thing as well that differentiates a good product for, from just an everyday product. The very, very good products that are on the market are actually, originally their intentional purposes were to design as a DIY product. Mm-hmm. So again, I'll bring up, say, the Quick Step brand that I was talking about before. Their range was originally brought out as a DIY product. Yep. So they've made it so easy. The joining systems are perfect. The instructions are quite clear and quite straightforward. You don't have to do all these weird, crazy things to try and get out of it. And that's because that's because Quick Step, you know, their confidence shows through in their installation guidelines where they know that it's you know pretty hard to make a mistake and they're confident um that, they, that their end users are going to do it right. And we would probably have at least 50% of our customers that would do it themselves. Yep. Uh, and with the amount of laws that we, that we provide throughout a year, we would only ever get one or two callbacks. And we know that that's directly from us spending the time to make sure that the customer has the right information on how to do it mm-hmm. and how not to do it as well. Yep. And that's over and above after they've even made the selection of it. But you, the, the point you just touched on there is if you have bought some cheap flooring uh, or low quality flooring or flooring that you're even concerned about the quality, just be, just make sure. Cause as long as you've followed the instructions completely, you've at least got a little bit more grounds when it comes to if there is an issue on being covered by the supplier, yeah. um, because otherwise they will find any way possible to try and get out of it, uh, which, you know, and that, and that's the other thing as well. Other than the kitchen, the flooring is probably going to be one of the most expensive parts of your house um, or your renovation overall. And if the floor is wrong, you usually only find out after you've moved in, which then means you have to move everything out again and do it all again. Yeah. So an issue in flooring is not just as simple as you know, repainting a wall or maybe redoing a little bit of wiring or something like that. You've got to pull the entire thing out and start again. So it costs you three times the amount to fix the problem in the first place. Yeah. So just by doing that simple step of checking the warranties in detail and making sure you can achieve those and checking the installation guidelines, you can probably already highlight some issues in there um, and you'll find out some more things just by going through those two things because you'll then ask that supplier more questions and you'll know by their answers as to whether, hey, is this going to be, are we going to be safe here mm-hmm. or not? Um, and you know, like I said, again, we don't, we don't tend to have any callbacks at all because people understand how to use it and the products that we have are good quality as well. And, you know, and then that's the same for, for a, lot of other, a lot of other industries as well. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's awesome. Probably just um, a couple of final things because um, I know you've you got a new staff member starting today, so that's exciting. So you better get back to cracking the whip on them. I've seen it come up recently and I did a little bit of Googling, but to be honest, I've only just remembered about it now. I've been seeing people put vinyl plank flooring in wet areas. What's mm-hmm. the what's the go with that? Oh, it's, it's something it's, I would personally probably never want to do. Um, yeah. but I don't I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, look at the moment, and this is gonna be relative probably for right now, in in twelve months' time it might be different, but at the moment we're seeing a big trend in vinyl. Vinyl is, has become has been getting a big push in the market, mm. and that's purely come from on the back of um, carpet stores uh, trying to bring trying to buy back quite a bit of the market because yep. laminate floors as such have always been known as the most durable uh, and the most trouble free products that exist on the market. Very durable, water resistant, all waterproof. But the vinyl has become uh, you know, something that they've tried to really push out in the market and try and get people back on board. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is, is the vinyl hasn't got any better than it was 20 years ago, but they're still trying to push it as, as the best product. And that's one of the key points of differences, what they say is that you can put it in a bathroom. Look, you can put it in a bathroom. For my own opinion, I don't know why you want your bathroom to look the same as your lounge room and your dining. Yeah. Um, so why not go tiles? And then the other thing to then be mindful of is, yes, the product is waterproof, but if enough water gets on the floor, it's going to find its way down underneath the floor. And yeah. whilst, it won't, whilst it won't damage the floor as such, water sitting underneath the floor is never a good thing. Of course, it's going to create mould, it's going to smell, and it's going to always have that wet, that dirty, wet smell. So while some of the products that we have here are suitable for bathrooms, it's really, unless you're in a small, you know, small unit where you might have like an open bathroom or something like that, and you don't mm-hmm. want to segregate it and off the rooms maybe that might be more suitable but the whole waterproof side of things is really a bit of a fad uh, yeah. purely because if enough water gets on your floor you're gonna have to pull it all up anyway and dry out what's underneath it well and then put it yeah. back down oh, again. sorry or not put it back again and choose something else and just on that as well before we go further the other thing now that you are also hearing that again this is the second step of what carpet stores tend to be doing now is that they they're bringing out this product they called hybrid and I'm not sure if you've heard yeah, of this term. The ironic thing is hybrid, well, hybrid's a term we used to use back in school days for, you know, in biology. So it sounds like it must be pretty scientific. Mm-hmm. It literally is just a new name for vinyl. So all this talk of all this hybrid stuff out there, it's literally hybrid means, you know, it's a combination of two things. All they're doing is combining plastics with more plastics to make you another vinyl product. So yep. really, the, the term hybrid that you guys might be seeing floating around there, it's really just another glorified version of vinyl. Yep. There's no benefit whatsoever to it. And you've digitally just got a plastic floor that looks like timber. Now, if you've gone out to buy a timber floor, even if you end up buying a product that looks like a timber floor, wouldn't you want it to have some sort of timber in it, like a laminate floor or as such? We mm. still sell vinyls here. But to be honest, every single time someone comes in and asks for, say, a vinyl product and we sort of step them through what are the benefits of a vinyl versus what are the benefits of other ones, they make the decision themselves and they always will end up going for a laminate over a vinyl or a hybrid. There just doesn't tend to be as many benefits when Mm -hmm. it comes to a a vinyl versus a hybrid. And then going back to the bathroom thing, yeah, like I said, you can, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the real value in it, per se. 
mate, I've like, you know, in jobs that I've done, I've put the quick step, I've put the candine, I've put all the top vinyl planks down and like, you know, you can see a massive difference between the cheap ones and the good ones, um, especially yeah. long term. But they all still move a little bit. They all still have that little bit of expansion and contraction or they pop a little bit. You know, maybe the glue doesn't stick. They say they're loose lay, but they are glued down, right? Um, yeah. And that's because they're plastic. And what happens when plastic warms up, it yep. expands. Yeah. So yep. so I just don't happen. think... Like, if it was me, there is no way I would ever put it in my bathroom and put it that way. No, like, no. no. Um, there better options for that. And I think that's probably where tiles would, would, would come into play. You won't hear me talk about tiles very often, but I think tiles are still better suited for a bathroom. Or carpet. Don't, I won't get you started on how many, um, how many bugs are in it or whatever. So. <laughs> you've got something coming out on that soon. And then, actually, the other thing as well on vinyl, and I, I think you've got um, the asbestos guys in your group as well. Yeah, um, I think you might know Jason. Sport. Yeah, Jason, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm working with him closely at the moment because we're now starting to realise that a lot of vinyl actually has asbestos in it. Um, <laughs> not necessarily new vinyls, but any old vinyls. So what? Okay. So where that's becoming very scary is nearly everyone in their own renovations, if they're going to get someone else involved, the one thing they'll do themselves is they'll decide, yeah. oh, I'll just pull the old floor up myself. Yep. We're bringing out something soon that pretty much says to everyone, don't touch your flooring until you get it checked out because yep. we're starting to realise that a lot of vinyls have asbestos and yep. before you know it, you're going to be lying down on the floor, sticking your face in a, in, in literally a pile of active um, asbestos. So, yep, yeah, there's so a lot important. more involved now that we're starting to realise. We've, we've just recently done a job. The house was built in... Oh, well, it's not a house, but it's, it, yeah. Anyway, it was built in, I think, the late 60s, early 70s. Anyway, we, we came in, we pulled the carpet up. They'd laid carpet over existing vinyl. And straight away, as soon as we just pulled one little piece up, it flaked away and my supervisor was like, nah, I smell, you know, I smell a rat here. So we got it tested and, um, yep, it was full asbestos throughout the house, asbestos vinyl. So, um, yeah, you know, we're glad that we had a switched on supervisor to see it, but it's not something that you would ever think about. I mean, people typically just think asbestos is like, you know, fibre cement sheet, but yeah, it's in your vinyls. It's sometimes in like the, they call it blackjack, which is um, like a waterproofing membrane. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but yeah, yeah it's all over the place. So, look, and, 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 and that sort of brings it back as well. That brings it back as well, just to on another yeah. point, just to point out. You know, asbestos at one point was fine mm-hmm. until people realised that it's carcinogenic or that it's, that it's that's yep. terrible for your health. That's also the concern that people are having for these new vinyls and new hybrid hybrids that are out. Whilst they might be okay now, being that it's made of plastic, who knows what might happen in a year's time? Is it yep. going to be the next thing that goes, oh, hang on a second, we should never have brought this out? Just like the external cladding you're referring to. That mm-hmm. at some point was fine until they then realised hang on a sec, we shouldn't be using this sort of stuff. So yep. that, sort of, that, that sort of brings you back to what I was saying before. And, you know, if you're wanting a durable product, that's when things like a laminate that's been used for you know, 20 years now, which is made of timber fibres, is always going to be tried and tested and we know that it's going to be safe. We're yep. worried that you, know, you come a year's time, two years' time, they get all of a sudden go, hang on a second, all these products we've been selling have all got some sort of toxic fumes in them. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? Like these things don't go through testing for 20, 30 years. They're just, (laughs) 
some of them some of them are tested, you know. And Until someone dies, they don't test it. Later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's scary. Very, very scary. Awesome, Josh. All right. Well, look, um, I'll, I think we'll finish there. But um, so, Josh, if anyone wants any information, contact Josh. And Josh has got some salespeople as well. So I know he's pretty tied up at the moment, but everyone in the team's trained by him. So they should have all of his knowledge. They probably don't, but they're, they're going to be. No, to be honest, some, some, <laughs> my staff sometimes probably know more than I do. I think I spend more time training them than I do myself sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, any questions that anyone's got? either myself or anyone from my team will definitely give you the time of the day to give you the right information. Even if you're not in our state, you don't mind where you are, we're more than happy to help you out. Yeah, awesome. He's got a pretty sweet showroom there as well. You sort of, you turn you turn um, into this um, industrial um, block of buildings, then you go in there and there's this awesome showroom. So it's in Narang on the Gold Coast. So if anyone's around, just touch both Josh and pop in and- Showroom right here as well, Daniel. What's that? Showroom of the year as well. I just thought I'd throw a shameless plug in there. Showroom of the year. How's that? Awarded by the national body. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Beat Andersons and everyone. <laughs> yep. All of all around Australia. Yeah. So good. Just a humble Very little good. family flooring shop from Narang, eh? <laughs> That's it. All right. Thanks, Eats Josh. We'll, um, we'll speak soon. Catch up for a beer, hey? Very good. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. See you later. See, See you, guys. You.